Good morning, good morning. What's up, y'all? <laughs> For something in the morning. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I don't care if it's three in the morning. What's up, y'all? One in the morning. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. God say, all is well. Because I got this. Your father got this. Know that you know that you know that you know that your father, your Abba, got this. I got it. I had to first show you how to give it over to me so I can handle it. No one can do what only I can do. So stop trying to do it. Stop trying to handle it. Stop trying to take care of it and give it over to me. No matter what it is, give it all over to me so I can give you rest. You can't rest thinking about problems. You can't rest thinking somewhere else outside of my eternal rest. Give it over to me so your joy may be full. You don't tap in and tap out of joy. You can't pretend joy. You can't pretend love. You can't pretend peace. You can't pretend to be patient. You can't pretend to be kind. You can't pretend to be generous. You can't pretend to be faithful. You can't pretend to be gentle. And you can't pretend to have self-control. It's going to be exposed whether you have it or you don't. You can't pretend fruit. You can't pretend to bear much more fruit. You can't pretend the gifts of the spirit. You can't pretend wisdom. You can't pretend the knowledge. You can't pretend faith. You can't pretend the healing. You can't pretend the working of miracles. You can't pretend the turning of spirits. You can't pretend prophecies. You can't pretend. You cannot pretend diverse tongues and tongues interpretation. You can't, I can't pretend that joy is in the morning when we're weeping at night. God say, I got this. I know what you want. I know what you need. I took care of it for you. That's why Psalms 23, I said, the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. So how can you ever have a need if you never have a want? I got this. I didn't create you for you to get it, to take care of it in that sense, but to grab it and know that you have it. Everything with your name on it. And all I want to do, say God, is to show you who I am. And that's showing you who you are. You in my image and in my likeness. I cannot come down to a natural man way of thinking. And I cannot come down to a natural man way of speaking. You have to come up. 
I want those to remember my goodness. If you got to go back to before the foundation, look at this God, but before the foundation, I know my body is saying something different. I'm not declaring it and I'm not declaring, decreeing what the doctor has said, but Father, I'm still experiencing a sudden body ache or I'm still experiencing a rising in my blood pressure. I'm still receiving what the doctor is saying and I'm seeing it with my, my natural senses, but spiritually you said that I am already healed, but naturally I'm seeing what they are saying. God said, come up higher than that. It's not that you're struggling with your believing. It's not that you have no faith. Just got to come up higher than that. I allow the things to come to you, say of God, so you can know that it is me. It's not the enemy. He has no authority. He has no dominion. He already been defeated. Your warfare is not against Satan. Your warfare is not heaven versus hell. The warfare is not even angel versus demon. Because in my word, I said, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. And according to my word, I said, the Lord has already won the battle. He already had the victory. He's already seated. And I also stated in my word, Satan has been defeated. And I also stated in my word, you always win. I also stated in my word, you're more than conquerors. You're more than champions. I also stated in my word that you the head not to tell you above and never beneath. You always win. So you're not in war with him. He's defeated. You're in war with yourselves. The war is going back and forth between two realities. God, I receive your way. And then God, forgive me for doing it this way. Going back and forth, back and forth. God said we can't serve him in mammon. Got to stay with God. Got to hang in there with God. Got to roll with God. We can't just be comfortable saying his thoughts are not our thoughts. That's that's comparing God's spirit to our natural man. But as we worship God in spirit and in truth, we come alongside with God and we begin to see God in a way that our natural eyes cannot see God. That's why we see before we see. We hear before we hear and we know before we know. God say, I got this. I'm telling you, gotta hang in there. Gotta hang in there. God is not just able, but he's ready and willing to perform it. And many of our hearts are saying, God, I'm, I'm asking you. I know that you can. I know that you can. But deep down inside, we ask him, will you do it for me? Because it seems like I got to go through all this just to receive what you say belong to me. And it just seemed too great for me to even partake. So let me just sit back and just see what God is doing. Maybe I'm just not saying the right thing. Or maybe I'm not just feeling the right ways. Or maybe I got to change. Or maybe it's somebody else that got to get it together. God say away with all of that away with all of that I already have the plans and the thoughts that I have concerning you before I shape and form you before you even enter into your mother's womb I already had a plan see Genesis describes natural manifestation in the beginning it doesn't describe supernatural manifestation meaning a vision first 
Because Genesis just speak about how God created in the natural, how it manifested. And it says that in the word, in the beginning, in Genesis, God say and he saw. He say and he saw. He say and he saw. And he said it is good. Because it's talking about the manifestations, you know, coming to pass in the natural. He spoke it and it becomes. But before God speak and see, I mean, and say anything, he first had to see it. You understand? That is a vision. God always see the vision of what he's about to say, and then he goes to see a thing. You understand? But Genesis just described how God say and he see. And according to Revelation, John describes how God saw before he said, and then he seen what he saw. <laughs> Because before God, you know, formed us, when he spoke us and formed us in the earth, according to John, out of the Patmos, John said, there was a war in heaven. And the war got started because God said, now is the time to make man. He already had a vision of man because he also stated, I already know the plans and the thoughts I have concerning you before he even created on any day. You understand? So we have to reminisce and go back to before the foundation, no matter what it looked like before the foundation. That's God telling us, I already have a way of escape, no matter what you are faced with. You always win. Just stay with me. Keep your attention on me. Keep your hearts on me. Keep praising me. Keep worshiping me. Don't decrease with your energy level. Let it increase because you know that greater am I. Then he that is in the world said, God, God knows how to turn that thing around. How many times you and I have walked into a miracle that we didn't even see coming? Come on. And it wasn't even behavior based. Just out and about and bam, there goes a sudden miracle. A sign. Come on, somebody. Because God is filled with many wonders. I woke up this morning. God said, you won. I was like, I won. But I wasn't in no battle. God said, you won, Kodisha, you won. I'm like, I won? He said, you won. All the heaven was shouting and cheering and still are. I'm like, I won. I'm still thinking about, okay, I won. But Christ already won the battle. No, I'm talking about regarding your perseverance. Regarding what you are preparing to do in the earth. Now, you won. That means you endured, you counted all joy, you stirred yourself up, you exercised your faith. You didn't know what was going on at times, but you made not to your own understanding. You still continue to sow a seed, you still continue to believe in seed, still continue to water a seed. Now here's your harvest. You won. You didn't quit, even though you probably thought about it, but you didn't. You fainted not. You didn't have no legs down. You were up. You went through the fire. You out on the other side. You won. I'm on the other side. You on the other side. I crossed a threshold. You crossed a threshold. I'm in a new door. I'm in a new door. I'm on a new round. You in a new round. Glory to glory. Glory upon glory upon glory upon glory. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Following after God, not wondering, not worrying, 
not complaining, not, okay, but what about this? Because I'm going to tell you like this. Our senses could still try to talk to us, and they will. They will. Look at this. Try to do something about this. You see that? You hear that? You feel that? And we got to tap into and stay where we tapping into heaven's reality. God, I see this. I'm focused on this. And I'm focused on hearing this. And I'm focused on watching this and doing this and doing that. Your way, God, I surrender. You understand? No more of, God, you are my provider. And then we get a sudden bill like, hold up. The devil is a liar. No. You know you have grown when you begin to praise because you see God in it and not Satan. I'm telling you. Because that response don't come from the earth. That response only comes from the kingdom. That's saying, God, I trust you. God, I notice you. God, it's an opportunity for prosperity. Here goes my increase when the world says it looks like decrease. See, for those who look like they're decreasing, they're actually increasing. And for those of you who are increasing, you're actually decreasing if it's not in the will of God. And the will of God is just not saying, God, you are my God. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to sow a seed. No, you have to lie your life down. To the world way of doing whatever it taught us how to do things. I got to store up. I got to save up. Not even asking God what to do. And it's always regarding money. Because he never said anything is the root of evil but money. And many of us are focused on that. And that's the very thing that he's trying to bring us out of. That way of thinking, feeling, seeing, smelling, touching, and even tasting for many of us. Because that's still a limit. I don't care if it's one million. That's a limit. Many of us say, that's, that's good for me. No, it's more than just that. Because guess what? One day you may have a million. Next day, somebody might have to take that million. Because you might have to own things that you're not even aware of what comes with that million. Now you stuck with what? Now you didn't use your faith. Now you didn't grow in the area of coming up higher spiritually. Now you have a spiritual self up with no word of God. So now what is there to do? Now you're praising on the outside, but crying on the inside. God is trying to get rid of a legitimate authority and have us to worship in spirit and in truth. Come on, somebody. How many of us praise with problems? And try to praise the problems away. Many of us give a word. And many of us seeking out the final word. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. No. You are the living word. It's on the inside. God, your heart. What's in your heart? What's in my heart? The words that's written upon the table. What word? The words of God concerning us. A lot of times we just read in the word that's so good, but that's testimonies of who God still is to us as well, because he's still the same no matter what generation. We see how God came through for them. We see the do's and the don'ts, the words to choose, choose life and not death, so you can have life and far more abundantly. We see how those need to be quickened and sharpened. We see the testimonies of the prophets, the children of God, and those who are against the children of God. We see every testimony, Old and New Testament, Old and New Covenant. Here we are today, under a new covenant as a new testament as a new living witness of god a new joint heir with christ because we are a new heir everything new every day becomes much more refreshed 
Refresh don't mean the same. Refresh means forever change. Refresh is clearly seen, heard, and demonstrated. Refresh is sounding like heaven, looking like heaven, becoming like heaven in the earth. What can money do for me? No. What has God already done for me? I'm trying to tell you. These bills came out of nowhere. And people were calling. Yeah, we're going to start this new bill. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Because I'm a person, I don't have God took all the bills away when he took the natural job away. Still have things to pay, but it wasn't things that I normally would pay. Now those things came back suddenly. I'm trying to tell you, they hear me. <laughs> and it came back doubled. Doubled. Oh, we got to tell you, it's doubled. Oh, doubled? Okay. They was, they was nervous to call me. Two different people. They were nervous to call. They was like, I don't know how she going to take this. It's, it's from this to this. That's t- I don't even know how to take this. I don't even want to call and say this. I don't want to start nobody new year off like this. I feel all that discerning, all of that in the conversation. So they had to call. Hey, yeah, this going up. I mean, you know, um, maybe you could call somebody and, you know, make something, do something about this. I mean, I don't know. You want to file an appeal or something? I said, thank you very much. How much is it? Okay, that's starting now. Okay, I'm about to pay right now. That was a week ago. You understand? That was a week ago. I'm about to pay right now. The other bill. That's double two. Okay. I'm about to pay that too. Right now. Matter of fact, let me just pay everything I normally know that I do pay. Pay everything at once, right now. A week ago. She was like, oh, okay. It wasn't a response that she was expecting to hear because she was expecting to hear an earthly response from an earthly reality. What you mean? Oh, she was prepared for any type of argument or any type of discussion. What do you mean? I got, I'm not paying them. I ain't got, nah. Can I speak to somebody else? Can I speak to your supervisor? No. How much is it? Okay. It wasn't nothing else to discuss. Got it. Thank you. It wasn't no, oh God, what is this? This is nothing but the devil. The devil is a liar. My first reaction, my first response, my first thought, heartfelt in my heart is to God. Father, thank you for the increase. Now, who says something like that unless they have grown with God? Come on. Father, thank you for the increase. Thank you for the abundance upon my life and my son's life. I say, as for me and my house, thank you. See, it don't look like to say that. Earthly, but heavenly is rejoicing. She got it. She got it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and after I made the payment, I get a letter. Hey, um, yeah, we made a mistake. It's not double. So you want this to roll over to the next one or you want to roll over to the next one? So that's taken care of for March. You understand? And then when it came to my ties, I said, Father, you know, we get statements every year for everyone who ties, you know, a certain amount. You get a statement. And my statement you know, I always double my ties on top of how much my ties, you know, would currently be at the time. And I noticed 
that my statement was not too much off, you know, different than the prior year, even though I doubled it. So I said, okay, I want to do something about this. Let me double on top of doubling it. Let me, you know, double double it. <laughs> you understand? So eager to do that. God will, you know, remove people out of our lives and to add people there. Anybody who's trying to manipulate or trying to disrespect, taunt, or side talk, God will remove when a person don't honor you. Like Christ, he removed himself. And people was removed from him who didn't honor. When he said, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, that's the most powerful thing he was saying. He was speaking about communion. He was speaking about resurrection power. And they walked off on him. You will be removed if you don't honor. So whoever not honoring you, God will remove them from you. It doesn't matter who they are, how long they've been there. You can sense a negative plan, a negative motive, a mile away, even when we try to stamp God on it. Mm. Come on. And sometimes God will have us to go through that fire. To come out untouched. Why? Because he's strengthening us to gain them. He's showing us, you know what it means to be in a fire? To know what it is to have unconditional love and release that. Many of us say we love with all our heart, all our soul and our mind. That's one of the greatest commandments Christ said. And love, that, love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Thank you, Father. And, you know, with all thy strength. And love thy neighbors as thyself. The two greatest commandments. And many of us say, we do love, we do love. But if we don't love you, I don't love you, and I don't, you don't love me. No, he's not talking about love those who only love you or who only love me. Start with those who you know don't love you. That's unconditional love without conditions. Many of us love with conditions. Yeah, I love you. I was cool with you. Now you owe me some money. You ain't trying to pay it back. Now I feel some type of way about you. That's not honor. Yeah, you said this about me. Yeah, you talking sideways. That's not honor. You're not going along with what I want you to do. That's not honor. It's so easy to ditch out a word. Anybody can ditch out a word. But before any of us be able to give that word, we first must receive that word. You think God giving Moses the Ten Commandments on two different templates to have him to just deliver to the children of God without him first going over it with Moses? Come on. Because Moses broke one of those commandments before he received the commandment. And it was thou should not give. He murdered. He had to go through that healing process. Forgive me, Father. That would never, ever happen again. You understand? He broke another commandment. <laughs> Before I had it. Bear false witness against thy neighbor. Regarding his patience. God said, Moses, speak to the rock. Hurry up, Moses. We're thirsty. We're thirsty. We're thirsty. I know we have food. I know we have manner. I know he can do it. But go ahead and give us some water. We're thirsty, Moses. Oh, why don't you shut up? I speak to the rock. I command water to come from this rock. 
No, I struck the rock. Excuse me. Struck the rock. He struck the rock. <laughs> Instead of speaking to it. And try to blame them because of his disobedience. But I thank God that he asked God to forgive him. I thank God that he forgives us every single time. I'm telling you, I never received so much of God's level and perspective of increase. It's not just financially. Increase all in my home. Increase regarding my child and his abilities, wherever he go. Favor, great news, great word. People looking now, talking about, oh, we got him. They even investing in his college education and he's just in the 10th grade. I'm trying to tell you somebody. Oh, we spend our days going over this. Oh, you know that he has, you know, the intelligence and he has the ability to go to the school, the academy he wants to go to full coverage come on somebody god don't just bless us right here in the present he blesses us also in the present regarding our future and we look back and see what he's done in the past that brought us to this place come on there are blessings still in the past that we have not benefited yet from come on y'all baby come on you understand and i was like father god say don't trip off of nothing ever again you would never have to do anything other than give ever again, receive ever again. You would never go down ever again. Try to tell you that is not your life that you don't know. You do forever. Do you know what you just walked into today? What threshold you just crossed today? You won. You won, Quinesha. You won. You held on. Living a lifestyle you never lived before. And sometimes you want to put your hands in it to do what you know to do to make things happen on your own. But you didn't. Mm -mm. I'm telling you guys. So many blessings. So many opportunities. So many invitations. We don't have to make it happen. We're not created to. Because we got to go along with those cares to make it happen. When he the one who already written it to happen. I'd rather go with that. See with God, I'd rather take his 10 years than take my 10 minutes. I'm trying to tell you because his 10 years is worth a lifetime. But my 10 minutes trying to make something happen that I may take 10 years with God. I'm going to need another set of time, another set of words, another set of demonstrations to release to myself to get to the next point and then to get to the next point and to, I'm not going to be satisfied. You understand? We can give ourselves 2000 but God, $2 or pay the way forevermore. I'm trying to tell you. See, we're looking at God in the wrong place. We're looking at increase to be high. No, Increase is when you're low. I'm trying to tell you. Because the thing about it is, 
when we are low and it's not speaking in the area of poverty, get that out of your mind. Poverty don't belong to us. That's of the old man. I don't matter what it looked like. See, we as children of God know that this is not what it appeared to be because I call things that be not and though it were. And the things that we call not in the world cannot see, but we know it do appear. Just like faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. That means that we are the, the evidence of God existing because we cannot naturally see, but yet he still appear because we are the evidence. Want somebody? God show me all this, all how statuses be changing. Go from a household of two to a household of multiple. Go from this way to that way of living. I'm trying to tell you, it is not thinking about somebody else to bring. No, we have God. Can't nobody do nothing for me. God does for us. You understand? Many of us want people in our lives to help us to gain. No, we already gained the entire kingdom. That's why God says, seek me first. Many of us, we're praising God, we, we're thanking God, but we're actually worshiping the things he's able to do first before we only want him. Mm. And it's clearly seen for those who want him because you hear the testimonies and start out, we have to impress him. God asks us to do things that we don't know normally what to do. Give me when it's time for to pay something. No, give me what you got. You hear testimonies like that? Go from paying your mortgage to now being foreclosed. I just paid him. And many of us think, oh, because I paid him, oh, I'm good. And ain't nobody going to come and take, there's no way I have to be out of my house. I just paid. You don't know what God has set aside. He may cause you to leave out of that house so you can walk into a bigger one. But because we are thinking that we just want to pay for a big one, because we want to save up enough to pay for a big one, that's your plan, not his. Come on. Come on. God said, many people asking for a job and they're a CEO. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Many want to get married, but not married yet to the bridegroom. Come on. Mm. Come on. Come on. God said, Quenisha, yes, Father. I love to have a relationship where you can come to me and talk about the deeper things in you and how you're currently feeling concerning you, God. Because all the time you come to us about us. And when he come to me about me, that's a powerful gift that I thank you, Father. And then he had me to share with you. He said, Quenisha, yes, God. Wake up here in my face, bam. Quenisha, yes, God. You appear to be different every time. <laughs> but yes, I know it's you, God. God said, Quenisha, I'm not marrying people as fast as I did before in the previous season. I said, why not, God? God said, because many have not gotten the issues out of themselves that I keep trying to float to the surface. And many have a wrong reason as to why they want to be married. God said, many of us say, because I'm getting older, that's what to do. Some say because I'm embarrassed not to be married because I should have been married long ago. Some say because I want children, I'm getting old, I don't want no children after, you know, when I'm 40. Some say, you know, God say all kinds of, I want a person, a woman or a man for an extra source of income. I want somebody to help me with my grandchildren or my children. 
I want somebody to carry my bags while I'm in ministry. I want this. And God said, no one is really saying to witness souls for the kingdom because two is better than one. Many people are not looking at a significant other in that type of way, but they're looking at it more regarding companionship. And it's good to have companionship, but when you look at a mate, you look at God. You seek the mate first, and everything else comes along with that mate because who the mate is carrying on the inside. See, God teaches us to seek him first, and everything else will be added. We want only Christ, everything with salvation be added. We have the mate, and everything that comes with the, prom the promise be added. Come on, somebody. Come on. For the wrong reasons. God said, for those who are already married, you know, kind of jumped into it a little too fast. But it still worked out for your good. But issues are being folded up that your mate didn't know that. Yeah. Come on. Because when we're out there meeting and mingling, we're only talking about the strengths. We only talk about what we want them to know. And until we live with them and marry them and start getting comfortable, then things start coming out. Oh, you have an issue with insecurity? Oh, you don't even call your mother? You don't like to clean? When last time you bathed? Oh, you hate cooking? Oh, God, you eat out all the time? What happened to you getting dressed and looking like you don't do that? You always in the bed? I didn't know. You don't pray that much? Oh, you don't really believe God? Would you want to be just for sex? That's all you want to do? You don't want to pray? You talk to me like I'm a king? You think you better because you seasoned? In fact, you're not even seasoned because you lost your flavor by talking to me this way? You want to be on the camera more than being at home behind closed doors in your secret place with God? Oh! I'm ready to dress up fool. Wow. And God said, away with that. He's not doing it as fast, but he's still faithful and able to perform it. But he wants us to get the issues out. The plan is for us to get it out in our secret place so that they won't be exposed. Because what we do in secret place, that will be exposed. The glory of it, not the downfall, not the failure, not the problems. He don't want you to release a problem when we have a we are carriers of the solution. How does that look? That's why many people of the world don't want to come with us. You look like us, but you're just going through more of a battlefield with Satan and God because you're choosing him. We already gone through hell over here. We don't want to go through double hell. We are who we are. Until we see something different, we're not coming over there. Come on, somebody. There's many excuses why they're not going to church. Now, people always talk people in any kind of way. You know, people be speaking indirectly, people be saying that, you be saying that, you know, this, 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 the ushers, this, I witnessed this, no one acknowledged me, no one gave me a hug, and all kinds of reasons. And we'd be like, okay, well, guess what, you're there for you, not for anybody else, but people are on different levels. Come on. Many walk out of congregations every day across the world for whatever reason, and many walk in for whatever reason. There's many of us who have not ever left and been there service upon service and still don't know what God is doing. And many of us are at home praying and seeking God and just waiting for opportunity to get it together to mature much more due to growth and go back where you know you belong. I realize I am a leader. I talk like a leader. 
I walk like a leader. I live like a leader. I behave like a leader because I am gifted to be a leader. Leaders not afraid to speak the truth. Leaders not afraid and they do it respectfully. Because many think, oh, it's going to be what I say because it's my way or no way. No, it's his way. You want to hear the truth? If you don't, then don't ask me. No more of anybody talking down upon any children of God. Why I am present? Because when I show up, God shows up on all of your behalf. How dare anybody tell you that you're not praying right? How dare any of us to address a nation where we can't even walk in our own community? How many of us are declaring what we see on the news and saying it's not right what we see, it's not right what's happening, we're going to campaign, we're going to protest from anger, we're going to protest from fear, we're going to protest from disrespect, we're going to protest because we're going to make our voices heard that it's not right and it's not okay. And as I know and as you know, that is bad news. God said, I'm giving you good news. That's why the change has not yet come. Come on. God had me at a protest. I'm telling you. Another state. I'm telling you. They had a curfew. They had a curfew. This was last year. They had a curfew. Six in the evening to six in the morning. No one to be outside. Unless you're on your way to work or you are a community helper with your uniform on. And you must show forth that if you get pulled over. No one to be outside because they tore the town up. Burnt up everything. They own establishments. How that even sound? That started back in Rodney King. We in our own neighborhoods blowing up stuff. You're a first black business owner. Now you got to go through insurance to get your stuff rebuilt because your own kind retaliated against you. They were thinking about them. The white quote, quote, not. Still doing it today. Tearing up stuff. No one going near the White House tearing up anything. So why go in our own establishments regarding people's way of living and doing things what they accomplished and tear that up but try to make a valid point that doesn't make any sense because now you just have another man that has to believe to start all over again hallelujah we have to address it with a solution how many of us are addressing it with solutions by saying words of life. This is what some of us look like. We get a sudden body ache or pain externally or internally. We begin to, you know, put anointment oil on it, anointing oil on it, excuse me. We begin to pray and seek God with our worship music. 
But do we know what we're doing when that's happening? We're believing, I-N-G, we're believing for what is E-D, finished. So that means we're believing God to begin to continue to finish it up. It's not finishing, it's finished. So my believing changed from believing to believe. Gotta be in a finished work with God. When you say, I believe, or I believed in this, what you said to me, that means that anytime that anything try to seem like it's been come near me, it can't come on me because it has nothing in me to even touch me. You understand? Many of us considering these symptoms because we're calling them for what the symptoms appear to be due to what body seem, and what organ seems to be, you know, going through that. For example, many older people, their bones be hurt. The first thing, and many, and many young people too, First thing we claim, you understand. I had to Google what it's called. They said arthritis. Oh, I got arthritis. It's raining outside. My bones hurt. My bones hurt. Is it supposed to rain today? Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. I have pneumonia. Yeah, you just confess the name to that symptom above every name. And that's why we have whatsoever we say, even bad. Come on. Don't claim the name over your life, no matter what the organ or the body seems to try to say. And trust me, to keep it away, is to continue to stand strong and stronger than that regarding our believing. Can't nothing come. I went outside to go work out like I normally do and I was sweating so much and it was a very cold day and many would say, why are you outside exercising and sweating? You're going to catch pneumonia. You're going to get sick. You're going to catch coronavirus. This, when I was out there running, sweating, knowing that nothing by any means can hurt me, touch me, or come in my dwelling regarding anything that Christ got up to, that I got up to, I felt so good out there. I actually felt more fresher outside than inside. See, because my way of thinking has changed. So my body got to come alongside. Your body got to come alongside with our mind change. Got to change it. And got to keep it changed. See, we change it whenever we want to hear a word, probably once a week. No, we got to stay in the presence, guys. We got to be willing to go places and be around people all the time. No, you got to come away with God alone and hear what he got to say concerning you sometimes. He's trying to tell you something. Now I'm on the playground. I'm not in the classroom anymore spiritually. I crossed the threshold. Came out the tunnel. Came out the furnace. Just like Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, and Nebuchadnezzar called them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the only reason he didn't send Daniel with them, because Daniel was over them, serving the same God, and he was pretty much their leader. You know, the one who was more seasoned to help them, he the one started to fast. No, they eating this, no, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to remain strong. 
And the only reason why Nebuchadnezzar didn't send Daniel because he needed Daniel. He was an overseer when it comes to battle or anything, famine, anything. He had wisdom. And Nebuchadnezzar wanted him beside him. Whether he believed in his God or liked him or not. I need you, but I don't like you, but I need you. And you know, when Nebuchadnezzar was right there sending them into that fiery furnace, you know Daniel was there watching. Watching them say they won't bow down. And Daniel looking to see, oh, they better not. They better not bow down. They better not bow down. And they did not. They did not. He saw them go in the furnace. Come on, Daniel. They saw them walk out. <laughs> and they say, hold on. We saw three go in. Where is, who is this fourth one? Now, where is, who is this fourth person? The same in the disciples. You know, when they were, you know, describing how Christ walked on the water, you know, when he got there, as soon as he got on the boat, they said immediately, they, you know, they were at their location. And the people started noticing, hold on, we didn't see Jesus leave with y'all. How did he come back with y'all? <laughs> hold up, hold up. And none of the disciples said he walked. No one said he walked, y'all. No one said it. They just was like, you know, <laughs> that's what he do. I would have been like the Samaritan woman. He walked. Our Lord and Savior, he walked across the whole sea of Galilee. Two to three miles. That, during that time, that is the entire myth of the sea of Galilee. He walked across the entire. As soon as he got on the boat, they were already there. You understand? So amazing. God is not just, you know, wanting us to quote scriptures and sound biblically educated. No, he's big on us receiving and releasing unconditional love. You can only know one word, apple, but know how to love. And know so many words and don't even love. It's so easy to love people who love you back. It's so easy to just, you know, be motivated with people who want the motivation. But when God uses us to take it up higher, to speak in front of people who don't, who could care less, just like Martin Luther King, I'm going to tell you, his speech wasn't about religion. It wasn't about your background, education level, your culture, your, you know, it wasn't about any of that, your gender. It was about you as a person. I had a dream about every person that one day you would not be judged by the color of your skin, but by the content of your what? Your character. And what is your character? You'll be known for your love. You'll be known for your peace. You'll be known for your joy. You'll be known for your patience. You'll be known for your kindness. Generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, and your self-control. People are going to know you according to what? Your fruit. When we are low, that's exalting God. And many of us think, no, you're low because you don't have no money. You don't have no job. You don't have nowhere to stay. You don't have this. No, you're looking at it in the natural. No, when you're low, that means you're exalting God. There are many people who God allowed to keep the things and just have them falls in their character, their humility. No, 
But God sometimes has to get rid of everything. It's according to your purpose. Now purpose to go everywhere around the world. Making great change with laws. Not just in the community. The judiciary system. The executive branch. All of it. And I've been doing that. I got so many testimonies regarding what I'm doing. But I'm just letting God exalt me. I don't want to exalt myself. Because it's so easy to get caught up being big headed. People don't mean to do it. But they like, people know how to size you up. Girl you out here doing the thing. Look at you. Damn you became yeah I am doing it. But I'm still humble, but I don't want that thought in mind. No, he's doing it, but I thank you for the compliment, though. But I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for him, though. Let me come. Your testimonies. I thank God, because when I see you, powerful as you are, putting up testimonies about what God delivered you from, I know I have a chance. You're welcome. To God be the glory. I'm trying to tell you guys. We can't think about how people perceive us in our walk with God. Many of us try to, you know, showboat and show people over, go over the top so they would, wouldn't think that we don't. But the reason why, please excuse me, I have to wake my son up. And that's why many of the times we say, you know, we try to cover up things because that's how we really feel on the inside. But we try to dress it up to be the opposite on the outside. And God wants us to get those things out right now where we are. Because guess what? If we don't address it in the presence of God, it's going to be exposed in front of everybody. Everybody going to see. Everybody know when, when insecurity is present. Because for one, you cannot take criticism. You cannot take a compliment when insecurity and lack, self, lack of self-esteem and low confidence is present. And I don't think God will marry you if you don't have any. Many of us will do it our own way. Okay, we got this far with God. Okay, let's make it to the altar. Then you allow him to finish it. Now, guess what? Now, dishonor and dishonesty is present because now something floated up that you didn't say you had. You said you was free. <laughs> you said you was healed from everything. What is that? Now, I'm not saying things don't cure when you're married. But it wouldn't be nothing of the old when the old man passed away. Now, you're going to discover new things as you discover things together because there's always going to be problems on every side. But yet, but yet, but yet, but yet. Not crushed. Not forsaken. Not cast down, struck down, even destroyed. You understand? Things that we know that we should have got out there. We should have let God, you know, float to the surface. You don't know how to hold your mouth. Why do you have to get the last word? Why do you got to tell all your girlfriends what goes on in our marriage? Why do you got to tell your guys? What are you telling me? You ain't been touched in how long? It's not any business. What are you telling the girls? I don't really do it. What, what, I, I can't wait. What? What? See? This podcast, I thought it was the worst thing that God can ask me to do in the beginning. Now, I'm not talking about the preacher, but I'm talking about it made another turn. I'm thinking that I'm just talking to this man because I only see the views as just him for, you know, a year and a half of preparing in that specific portion of the podcast, because it's been more than that, but just that specific portion, the crying out, the going through, you know, getting healed in the area of wanting to say this and wanting to do this and all of this, I'm thinking, because I only see on the podcast, it's just, you know, him and whoever he had to hear on his end. So all of a sudden, I was informed <laughs> that everybody could hear. <laughs> and that is available for everybody, but everybody was really 
receive it. They wanted more of it. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, God, I really hate this podcast. And God kept saying, do it. But I never told this man that. I was like, God, I'm not doing this. I can't stand this. You got to give me another way to talk to this man. You got to give me another way. Some way, I don't care about a blimp. I don't give a crap. A parachute, a mission in the air, in the sky. I don't care. An email, a fact. It got to be better than this podcast. And look what God said. You made history. All I wanted you to do is come alongside with him and him come alongside with you. No matter who listened, you were obedient and so was he because he came on every time. Knowing what to pray for, learning more new things about you. You being open, you being honest. That is preparation. That is counseling. He know more about you than anybody else do. And that's how Mert's supposed to be. You can see through him more than anybody else can. Now you understand how he is, which is just like you in the earth. Even though you do have differences, but your differences are still on one accord. You are blessed and favored. It may look like it was failure. It may look like it was rubbish, but it was for my glory. Now look where you two are now. Better than ever before. No matter what came your way, you're still standing. In fact, you're not just standing. You're standing much stronger. You became more wiser, more quick, and more sharpened. More sharpened. I was just showing you what it is to walk in my will. Don't you agree with everything I expose unto you? That you release unto him and he heard from you and you received from him through visions and dreams by using your faith, which is being mature? Yes. Yes. Yes, God. Consider yourselves favored because I never done that before. Now you know. Now you know how to keep. Now you know how to love. Now you know how to honor. Now you know how to respect. Now you know what marriage really is. What it's about. You know the full picture. Not just part of the puzzle. By you two still standing here, that means you're not going to ever quit. You're staying in the game. You're going all the way. You're going to finish this thing. In fact, I could call it already before I see it. You already finished it. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I had to get rid of a lot of things because that would be rubbish to bring new things of an old marriage with somebody else. Come on, man. I had to go through that process. God, like, wait, don't do this yet. But God, don't do this yet. Now look, I see why he said that for a time as this. Now everything coming without me even putting my hands to anything. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All I expect from this man is him to use his faith. That's it. I'm trying to tell you. I want you. I have you. Come alongside in the natural with you. That's all I need. You. As a man of God. You. Not what you're able to do. No. You. Not what you're capable of. No. You. 
already know what to expect when you come because it's you. Mm. And you have me. You already know what to expect, what comes with me. And then it becomes us. And then us becomes one, trying to tell you. It wasn't easy, but it's so worth it. Because you give God all you got regarding his plan. You don't want nothing else. And it's clearly evidence, you know, it's clear evidence, clearly evidently seen that we're wanting God's plan. In spite of anything Satan tried to do. One thing after another, it was like we was in Indiana Jones on top of Men in Black, on top of Independence Day, on top of, you understand, Underground, the Railroad, on top of Wizard of Oz, on top of all kinds of obstacle courses. And here today, celebrating, I woke up, God said, you won. You have reached the mark of no return. Now, it does not mean that we're not going to continue to grow, continue to be sharper, because we go higher and higher. It requires much more growth to discover where we never been. But I'm willing to go higher and higher in whatever it takes. Let God get those things out. I'm telling you. You ever seen somebody who you were helping and now they starting to help you? You're like, dang, what's up? I'm happy for you, though. Somebody go from, you know, living in an apartment to now owning the complex. I'm trying to tell you, when you start low, that means humble and let God do it. Whatever he want to take away, whatever people, places, and things, we got to let him. We can't try to figure out, God, this don't look right, Father. I look broke, Father. I feel broke. No, you're not broke. You're just being broken. You're spiritually being broken from the world's way of doing things because the world has broken your heart. So you got to become broken. That means you got to become humble. You got to become low. You can't keep trying to figure me out. You got to come alongside spiritually with me and know how I think and know why I move the way that I move because I already shaped and formed you and take you all the way back. Blessed are the what? Poor in spirit. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Throw that one in there. <laughs> Throw a scripture in there. Blessed are the poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven. Bless. Bless. I got an awesome um, compliments from our meeting we had in the dance ministry that God said go to. And I was like, okay, I'm here. It started out with like five of us because everybody else had to do their thing. You know, people was doing, you know, other things in ministry or on a job or just relocating. And God said, stand fast, stand firm. And, and guess what? Before we even got the meeting begun, we had to introduce ourselves. So I walked right into when people was introducing themselves. And they introduced me for me. Because there's a lot of people who came back. Because I was believing God for whatever you said I will be. God, it shall to prosper. Whatever I touch, it prosper. And look how it prospered. People came back. You understand? And they were just you know, introducing me. Hey, we want to let everybody. This is, this is cute right here for those who don't know. Oh, God. You are such a blessing to the dance ministry. <laughs> One thing I did notice, everything don't go according to plan. <laughs> Our plan. <laughs> you understand? It's like you are a true worshiper indeed. The way how you move, your flexibility, every movement. You, you, you're here. God put you here. This is your gift. This is where the anointing is flowing in your life. Thank you for being a part of the dance ministry. 
And some of them came to me and said, girl, when I seen you minister, it had me to feel like I, I miss worshiping up there too. I'm here. I'm coming back. When I seen God worship through you, I miss that. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. I'm here. See, God said, wherever you go, you shall too prosper. Not just us prospering. We're going to prosper the entire atmosphere. You understand? So thank you for listening. This is my time for now. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I love you. Continue to just see the glory of God upon my life as I continue to watch God flow in and through yours. It is so up from here. I love you.